The Success of the Apple Vision Pro Launch, Part 2. This is Mac Voices. Mac Voices is supported by Take Control Books, one of the very best sources of clear, concise information on not only Apple's various operating systems, but also key Apple and third-party utilities, and more. Visit TakeControlBooks.com and start your library today. Welcome to Mac Voices. This is the talk of the Apple community, and I'm Chuck Joyner. Folks, the Mac Voices Live panel continues our discussion of how the Vision Pro launch will be viewed as a success or failure, what factors will be involved, and what exactly does success or failure mean with a brand new computing platform. Let's go back and let the panel do the talking. The other thing, too, I wanted to ask about, though, is is what are your reactions to um, this apparent, uh, what is reportedly going to be about a 30-minute demo by the time they get you fitted properly and get you hooked up and run you through the demo. Is, is that something you that you think is going to be a barrier to purchasing or a barrier to even trying? Nope, not at all. Um, um, well, number it's going to be a barrier in that they won't, they'll be, you know, you won't be able to get it because there'll be so many people that the waiting list to get the 30 minute demo will be months long. That's the problem with it. That's fair. Honestly, I think this is being done to limit returns. It's, it's also a completely new platform. And I think that there are people who, Okay, I'm realize as I'm speaking, I'm about to completely validate what you were saying. So I'll just stop talking and say that. <laughs> okay, Eric. If if I can watch 3D movies comfortably, I'm about seventy five percent of the way to wanting to purchase one, but I need something to go with it. I will run out of 3D movie content before the end of the year. Um, I think, though, that Apple won't be able to make enough of these and will be behind on orders from within the first month of selling them. I just don't think there's that much, that many being produced. If I remember a couple of the reports I saw, these are using Sony lenses, and Sony only has the capacity of making X number million lenses per year, and that each one of these is going to require two, one for each eye. So therefore, there are only so many Vision Pros that could be produced each year. Now, I'd, I'd love I, I, to I source thought that. What I you. saw was X number hundred, like eight hundred thousand. I think it was less than a million. I I don't know, Jim. I'd love to source it. I just I, I remember f- sort of feeding that into my brain for later use, and it's like, yeah, okay, that makes sense. That if you have only the capacity to to do, to produce this many lenses, then therefore, yeah, there are only so many Vision Pros you could possibly produce. Um, you know, flip side is in the long run, uh, they need to sell tens of millions of them to pay back the R and D cost. So they don't have to do that this year, but they need to do that over the next decade. Yeah, 
is there any Chuck, reason that that yes yeah well i i i'm going to uh echo what uh mark Lucio put in the uh the YouTube chat that I thought was interesting. It comes right down to, and I agree with him completely. Uh, the the question is, as the Vision Pro, what is the problem that it solves? Um, and, and defining that could be different from from me than it could be from Eric, could be from from what David, what problem that we have. But uh, uh, it, and we've talked about this before in previous shows. Um, and, and Chuck, I think you you defined it as. We haven't discovered yet what the killer app is for the Vision Pro. I'm sure there's one out there. I don't know what it is yet. I don't see using the Vision Pro to do an Excel spreadsheet. Could be wrong, but I just don't see it that way. Uh, I remember when, when the iPads first came out, they were kind of, um, well, actually, I think it was Leo Laporte who was saying that it was a uh, really a, a, a content uh, user or, or it, it didn't create content. It, it, it consu- Yeah. I just thought that was interesting, but but I just wanted to uh, echo what what uh, Mark says. Uh, what's the problem with the Vision Pro? Um, uh, it's about the utility, not the price. I, I think that's a really good point. Well, people still haven't decided where the iPad is a consumption only device. I think it started out that way, but not anymore. Yeah. Um, well, I, I you know I don't think that's necessarily agreed, and you know my I use my iPad a lot every day and 98% of it is consumption. And so. I've, 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 first of all, I'm with you on that, Jim, but that doesn't mean that it can't be. I also uh, bought a very expensive iPad. So I'm not saying that yeah. I, I'm just saying that we're 14 years out, I think from the iPad come being introduced and and we're still not all agreed on what it's for. So we're sure as heck not going to know what the Vision Pro is for yet. Yeah, well, it's, I, it's I about each person's use yeah. case. And, but you're right. How, how are we going to decide? Like for you, it's a content consumption device. My iPad Pro is a, uh, uh, a content creation device. And sometimes I will consume content there, but not very often. And uh, and we both have really cool iPads, and we're just using them in different ways. I expect we'll see the same with Vision Pro. Well, yeah, what I said was it's 14 years later, and there's not a consensus on what's the you know killer feature of an iPad. So, um, is there know, one for the Mac? Took a, took a right out of my mouth, guy. I'm thinking the same thing. You know, it's that's sort of the beauty of these devices. They turn into whatever we each individual them to be. wants them to yeah. be, yeah, or needs them to be. Because I, I don't, I'm not, I don't consider my iPad a creative, uh, a creative device, but it's a production device because of what I do with it, along with the consumption device. Part. Yeah, I was, I was creating podcasts and videos with it back in 2014. I, you so. know, I would never do that, but uh, I understand that people do. And that's what I'm saying is, you know, to look and say, oh, what's the Vision Pro going to be for? You know, different people may come up with different answers for that. And, and we're way early to, 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 to know. Well, hopefully, point. hopefully that's true, because if it's a one trick pony, then it likely will fail. 
And I just, I don't think this can possibly be a one-trick pony, given given what Apple's has put apparently already put into it. Yeah. From the the developer tools perspective, and this is just the first iteration. So well, it's and, and I think you know the question is going to be what can it do that is killer beyond what our existing devices do. So um, you know, and that's one of the things about you know the question about apps. The thing is, whatever apps come out, we're not going to see anything on February second, or you know, probably even in the first few months that really shows off the device because developers haven't had them. You know. Almost all the developers are developing apps in um, the sim that are doing it. They're doing it in the simulator, um, so they don't even know. I, I, I know somebody that's hoping to get a, an app out on day one, uh, and and I saw a demo at, at a meetup um, last week of this app, and you know we we're talking about you know this and that, and there was a bunch of stuff that he was like, yeah, I'm interested in doing that, but you know, what you're talking about would require, you know, using your hands to manipulate stuff and the simulator doesn't simulate that at all. So that's um, a problem. Uh, you know, I, I, I can't, I literally cannot develop that now because I don't have the device. So, um, and you know, a lot of the other developers were kind of felt like, man, you are adventurous in, you know, putting an app in the store for you know when you know and you're going to have to support this um device that you don't have um yet and you know he's he's obviously going to try and get one as soon as he can um although you know it's not an app that he thinks is going to you know it's not doesn't look like an app that even he thinks is going to be a big money maker he just you know wants to be in on the on the ground floor it's basically a 3D sort of tic tac toe tetris kind of game um, and 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 Jim, that makes my point exactly from the early days of the iPad, and and even the iPhone. That you know we saw these very simple things that were almost proof of concept kind of thing as the developers were stretching their legs and learning what could be done with it. And now look at the things we have. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. I mean, most of my apps just do one thing. Although you know, certainly apps are are. Some of the apps are more complicated than they were. Um, I think that's mostly because the underlying frameworks. There's a lot more, um, but I don't. You know, I don't think you know there wasn't never anybody developing iPhone apps without having an iPhone for the most part. <clears throat> yeah, that's true too. Hey, no, Chuck. Or, um, yeah, go ahead, Jeff. I'm totally interrupting. Mm. Um, even though I cannot participate in the chat. Oh, YouTube. Um, <laughs> I can still read it. And Barry in the chat said the killer function may turn out to be spatial computing. Like a GUI became the killer function that accelerated personal computers for the rest of us. And I'm calling that out because I, I liked that perspective. Yeah. I Listen, the chat room has been amazing tonight. There's been no way that I could possibly keep up with all of that and this conversation. And so I, you know, I, I'm with you, Jeff. That's interesting though. I never thought of the, of the, the GUI as being a, a killer function. I've got to process that a little bit. Well, the fact that it's 3d and I think, you know, to me, that's the thing about the iPhone. Uh, the thing that really wasn't anticipated about it 
was, you know, aspects of the phone because it's a mobile device and because it's in your hand. So there's a lot of there's a lot of apps that we never thought of. Things like look at things like Uber and Lyft. You know, it's because it's a device that's on you. It's got GPS. It's you know, like you could not have those apps on a desktop computer because the desktop computer isn't on you. All the things that are camera oriented, you can point at, you know, and a lot of these things, people had to have the device in their hand and, and use it for a while. And that also go, kind of goes back, you know, before they even thought of, you know, these things where, where there's all these apps that they only make sense because it's a device that's in your hand and, and, and with you and not something that's tied to a desktop. Also, the fact that it's uh, always has network connectivity. You can't have a basically never have a phone without without connectivity. So that allows all kinds of things with you know you know server oriented and you know network oriented where it used to be now now desktop apps pretty much are connected all the time. But that didn't used to be a given. A desktop app used to run on its own. And it wasn't until the iPhone came along that was really the first device where you were guaranteed that you always had a network connection. Um, you know, and even in 2010, a desktop wasn't guaranteed in that way to have a desktop connection all the time. So, you know, people are going to have to use these things. And again, that's why I was saying early iPhone developers, nobody developed iPhone software without already having used an iPhone. But nobody's used the Vision Pro except for people at Apple. Uh, I mean, a few people have gone to Apple and got to use it for two or three hours. But people are going to have to live with it. And we will have to see, you know, what are the things that having this 3D, you know, somebody is going to be like, hey, I can do this. that, You know, nobody's nobody could imagine now. So that's going to be, you know, really interesting to see. Who knows? Maybe it'll be nothing, but there'll, there'll probably be something. I want to make sure that Norbert gets in here one last time because we don't get him here that often. Norbert, you've been sitting quietly absorbing all of this. Any any thoughts or words of wisdom from a more rational standpoint than any of us can offer? <laughs> <laughs> I'll try. I think, you know, this is a long-term vision, you know, pun intended, for Apple. They, they're not going to be able to measure success in the short term. Neither will we, neither will any of the pundits. There's not going to be any shortage of articles in the next few days saying in the next few months uh, saying that Apple is doomed, that this is a product that's horrible, uh, because that gets clicks. Okay, if it ha- if there is a uh, poor, um, Apple's put in a lot of effort, uh, the most effort that I've ever seen in launching a new product. Uh, the thirty minute time uh, appointment that you have to have to uh, go through it to make sure that they explain it to you that this is this is something completely new. Uh, the Apple Watch had its little buddy, uh, the iPhone, that they work together. Uh, so they're taking their time to making sure that they can answer all questions, even for the uh, the people that do have access to the to the Vision Pro now. Uh, the article that came out today that this is probably our third or fourth time that they've tried it, uh, and that Apple's going to make it come back again before it actually launches, before they can just start putting out their other uh, reviews of it. Uh, they're being very, uh, you know meticulous on making sure that they're explaining what it is correctly and they do have to let it out into the wild even if there is a you know a launch that you know to to jeff's point a little while ago and push back on that um each of us 
have purchased iPhones. You know, we're early adopters. We wake up at, you know, some ungodly time in the middle of the night to order an iPhone. And how many times have we had it where the iPhone, you know, the app crashes or we can't order the phone or we get the phone, you know, a couple months later because we weren't able to order it. Yet, you know, the iPhone continues. But in this particular case, I think that it's going to take much, much more time. And, you know, to kind of sum it back up, I'm going to agree with with Ben, uh, Mindshare. You know, it, we have to continue to talk about it. It has to be continued to be um, worked on. And what we don't know is probably the most exciting part. You know, maybe three years from now, we're not going to know, though, you know, we're not going to uh, imagine what it is that we we have. Uh, maybe they've turned it into this, the part of now, now that we just have eyeglasses. They're, it's not just big bulky thing that that weighs on your head, and it's not more of a VR, but more of an AR type of uh, thing. So, I think it's exciting. Uh, I, I'm I'm not I'm looking at it as a half glass full um, thing, and I think that uh, it's something that is exciting, something that Apple hasn't done uh, in quite some time. And uh, I'm looking forward to to trying it out and going doing the appointment, and uh, it's going to be something that's going to be good. But it's we're, we're never going to have that answer of if it is successful in the future, it's going to take some time for sure. Very wise. Very wise. Point. Guys, thanks. This has been interesting. I hope it's been interesting to everyone else. It's uh, by the time we reconvene in a couple of, in a few weeks, uh, we will see. We'll have more information. Let's put it this way. So um, let's go around the room, let folks know where they can find you, and then we'll get out of here. Uh, so taking the order just the way we did before, um, Mr. David Ginsburg is up first. David, thank you. Where can folks connect with you? Thank you for all having me, as always, Chuck. Uh, you can find me at InTouch with iOS and InTouchWithIOS.com. Actually, Chuck will be on the show this week to give us more insights on CES. Uh, the YouTube channel is YouTube.com slash InTouchWithIOS. And uh, we're, I'm on the Mac show on the British Tech Network on Fridays, as well as on my Mastodon at DaveG65 at Mastodon.cloud. Thank you. Thank you, David. You're expecting insights? Wow. Yes. I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Norbert Frossa. I, I, folks, I got to, once again, I got to point out Norbert. The reason you see so much great, uh, so many great shots, especially the product shots, the second camera shots and all, is due to Norbert's work. Plus the fact that he keeps me propped up and moving around the show floor. So, mm. Norbert, thank you again for, for everything. I know we've been doing this a number of years. Couldn't do it do it to this degree without you. Not even close. Um, what's the best way for folks to reach out and connect with you if they need to or want to? Well, Chuck, uh, this is our uh, fourth or fifth year together doing that. It's been a blast, as always. Looking forward to uh, CES 2025 and uh, hitting the, the show floor running. Uh, I'm on the socials as Norbert Frassa. Um, you know, basically, anywhere that the, the social is, that's my uh, my call sign. So. And you'll also find me on the other side of the camera on the uh, many videos that will be coming out in the next few few weeks through the Mac Voices feed. And I am going to try to get him in front of the camera for at least one one particular project. So we'll talk more about that later. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks again, Norbert. You know you're always welcome anytime here. Uh, it's my pleasure. At, at, at the very least, it's free entertainment. Speaking of free entertainment, Eric Bolden. Mm -hmm. <laughs> 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 Eric, thanks so much for being here. Where can folks connect with you? Uh, you can find me on Mastodon, uh, EA Bolden at 
techhub.social or mas.to. Thank you. Good to have you. We'll look forward to another picture next time. Ben Rathig, great to see you as always. Where can folks find you now? Well, Chuck, you can find me at Ben Rathig on your social media of choice. Uh, you can find my writings on Rathig.tech. On uh, Thursday nights, you can find me on In Touch with iOS with a Mr. David Ginsburg. I, I think we might know him, kind of. On on Thursday and Fridays, you can also find me on the British Tech Network on the Big and Mac shows. Thank you, Ben. Good to see you. As always, see you as well, Chuck. Jeff Gammon, it's always good to see you as well uh, and to even hear you. Where can folks connect with you? <laughs> well, when I'm not sitting around thinking, man, that Chuck is dreamy, which does happen a lot. <laughs> um, on the socials, Jay Gamut, uh, pretty much everywhere, and uh, Mastin on Instagram threads. That's where I'm posting most of my stuff right now. <clears throat> and for shows, um, well, apparently up until tonight, uh, Mac Voice is live. <laughs> <laughs> um, then on Thursdays, uh, In Touch with iOS, Dave's show. <laughs> then uh, on the British Tech Network, The Big Show. And the Mac show, so that would be Thursday and Friday. And Brian Chaffin and I do the Context Machine, and you do it so well. Oh, thanks. Very well. Although, come to think of it, I was listening to the recent Context Machine. I have a bone to pick with you on the recent <laughs> Context Machine. We'll Only, one? Only one. Only one. I we better talk, step up my game. We will talk about yeah, that you're later. Slacking, Jeff. So, so, but if go, go check it out and find out what Jeff said that offended me. Anyway, Jeff, thanks for Only being here. One thing. Only one thing. <laughs> Jim Ray, you didn't say anything offensive tonight, so I'll just say thanks for being here. Oh, I am so tempted. <laughs> that was not a challenge, Jim. <laughs> That's good because I couldn't think of anything. <laughs> I try not to be offensive. I fail sometimes. Uh, you can find me on the web at proview.com, spelled weird, P-R-O-V-U-E.com, and also on Mastodon at ProViewGym, same weird spelling, at techhub.social. Thank you, Jim. Good to see you. Guy Searle, we're so glad hey. you got everything up and running, uh, so you could join <laughs> it, us. It was, it was, it was, uh, it was iffy for a little while. Yeah, well, we know how that goes. Yeah, where uh, where can folks connect with you? Ah, uh, well, you can find me almost every single week doing the MyMac.com podcast with Gaz. Uh, the videos that we create in doing that show can be found on YouTube uh, under Vert Shark, and there is also vertshark.com which all which is all now nicely caught up to uh what it was not caught up to before uh i am mac parrot and vert shark over on those stupid x's uh, i'm also mac parrot on counter social and mastodon.social and we have a google voice number if you want to give us crap for some reason or another over something we say in the podcast or just give us crap in general it's 703 Eight two eight four six seven seven. Thank you.
What was that number again? No, never mind. I'll do it. <laughs> that number again is 703-828-4677. Call it collect. Call it direct. But call, uh, call it today. It today. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, it's, you, you've trained Webb Bixby. I don't, know <laughs> I don't know what to make of that at all. Yeah, it just shows my age. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm not going to ask about your age web. I'm just going to ask where folks can connect with you. Uh, at the socials, it's just uh, uh, just about everywhere. Web Bixby. And today, I will emphasize my Facebook page, which is Web Bixby. So, excellent. Web, thanks so much. Great to see you. Thank Funny you. How that works. I said it several times, folks. So I'm going to say it again. I thank you so much to the chat room. I just simply could not keep up with all the comments, but there are a lot of gr- there were a lot of great observations about everything we were talking about uh, from CES and products that were shown there right through the Vision Pro stuff. So you need to be here in the chat rooms to take advantage of of the wisdom of of all those folks. Thank you for being here. So this is Mac Voices Live, Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, whatever time that is, wherever you are, youtube.com slash TV. Uh, come on in, join us. The chat room is, is all warm and fuzzy, just waiting for you. And, of course, you can see a lot of the CES videos coming as we get them produced. So be sure to subscribe to us on on your podcast uh, of choice, podca- podcatcher of choice. Um, on YouTube, on Vimeo, on SoundCloud. We're pretty much everywhere that you can find anything. We're there. Until the next time, and as always, thanks for watching. Visit macvoices.com for show notes and to connect with Chuck on social media. Get involved in our Facebook group or like our Facebook page and get more out of your Apple tech with Mac Voices Magazine, free on Flipboard and on the web. And if you find value in it all, Consider supporting us through either our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash macvoices or by making a one-time donation via the PayPal link on our front page and in the show notes of each episode. You will join these fine people who help bring you Mac Voices. Advertising handled by Backbeat Media at backbeatmedia.com Bandwidth provided by Cashfly at cashfly.com